everyone. It's Tempe this week. Welcome to season two in our Sun Devil football pep rally. I'm Chris Baxter-Gang and today we have a VIP Sun Devil experience for you. We'll be getting to know Coach Kenny Dillingham, Graham Rossini. He's going to tell us all the workings of Sun Devil Stadium. We'll meet Tim Healy, the voice of the Sun Devils, and fifth-year drumline major Brett Bell. He's going to keep the rhythm going for us today. We're even going to hear from a player. There are so many changes for Sun Devils this year. There's a new stadium name, a new coach, and it's the last year with the Pac-12. We're going to talk about all that today. With me today is Deputy City Manager Keith Burke, a former Sun Devil football player. Keith, you played wide receiver for ASU in the late 80s and early 90s. I bet you've seen some changes. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Yeah, it's, it's changed a lot. It's a uh, you know, stadium that that we're in today it was definitely not here in 89. So it's it's definitely different. What was it like being on the team back then? Well, you know, just coming in as a freshman, um, you don't know until you know. And basically when you're here and you're 18 and guys have been here four or five years, and you know, all of a sudden you're like, wow, this, this, is, this is real. So, I mean, it's playing with uh, kids of all ages, all sizes, um, in reference to compete. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's a brotherhood in reference to being here and people you get to know over, over the time that you spend, um, you know, in the classroom, out of the classroom, you know, weekends, practice, games. It's just uh, something you end up growing into as a, as a family. Well, you came here from California and you've stayed here for a really long time. <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, yeah, it's, um, it's a funny story in reference to, uh, I stopped playing football after a few years in reference to trying to focus more on school and finish out. And I actually started working part-time for the city of Tempe when I stopped. So I've actually been with the city of Tempe since 92, 30, 31 years in reference to working with uh, the community and families. And, and I don't regret it, you know, ever at all. It's been uh, wonderful in reference to stop playing and, and, uh, and working with the city since then. And now you're kind of, you know, as an alumni, uh, as an alumnus, and you're now going to the games. Uh, what does that feel like? I mean, feeling, you know, being first the player, then the spectator. Oh, the energy's still there. I mean, as a, as a fan, you, you, you hope that things get done um, for the team to come out with a, a victory and, and get a win and do well every year and, and represent um, Arizona State and, and Tempe in, in reference to bring the atmosphere uh, to, to basically Sun Devil Stadium, Mountain America Stadium, and, and um, just create great memories for everybody. Well, thank you for co-hosting with us today. We're going to have a great podcast episode. It's our pep rally, and we're so excited. Yeah, thank you for having me and being part of the kickoff episode. It's, it's wonderful, and it's great when we uh, see the kids come back to school, right, in reference to in and around the downtown and campus, and, and then basically, you know, football's right behind it, and everything that comes on the weekends and the excitement, tourism, um, really boosts the you know, atmosphere on a daily basis and then also on the weekends. Well, let's get it going. All right, sounds good. Hey, everybody, we're here with Brett Bell. He is on the ASU Sun Devil Marching Band drumline, going into his fifth year on drumline. That's amazing. He's a third-generation Sun Devil, born and raised in Arizona. His grandparents have lived in Tempe since 1969. Thanks for being here today. 
Thanks for having me. Excellent. Your family has a long history here in Tempe. Are things any different for you than they were for your parents or your grandparents? Oh, very different. Uh, both uh, my mom and dad kind of grew up in the Tempe area around high school, and uh, it's been crazy to see how much Tempe has grown over the years, not, not only with the buildings, but just with the amount of people here. It's got to be fun, though. Oh, it's super fun, especially every day on campus. I run into at least one person I know, and I'm meeting people from all over the country coming here to Tempe to come to ASU. So you're on the drum line. How many people are on the drum line? We have about uh, 26 people on our drum line, but over 350 in our marching band, actually. That makes some noise. Oh, very much so. We love making noise for all of our Sundle Athletic sports and just making noise for our fans. What's it like to be part of a group that gets the energy going before a game? It's electric. Uh, I grew up going to Sun Devil games. My grandparents have been season ticket holders since 1977, and I've been coming to games since as long as I can remember. So being able to be a part of the energy that helps Sun Devils is amazing. It must feel like a, the sound probably just carries all over. Oh, yeah. It echoes throughout the stadium, echoes through the buttes, as we say in our fight songs. So. That's cool. What is one of the best things about being on Drumline? One of the best things, I think, is just being able to strive for such a high standard. Uh, our staff very much push us to be the best we can. We go for a world-class mentality. Uh, so being able to provide that not only for ASU, but also kind of push the nationwide envelope for what college Drumline can be. And you travel too, right? Yes. Anytime we get a chance uh, to go to a bowl game or sometimes NCAA tournaments, uh, Drumline as well as the band will get to travel along with the team and support our Sun Devils. That's fantastic. So you've gone to a few ASU football games over the last five years? Yes. Over your whole life? Oh, yeah. And uh, there are a lot of people out there who might have never been to an ASU football game. Why should they go? They should go because there's so much history and so much energy to, uh, in the games. Uh, I grew up, uh, obviously, as a Sun Devil, but it's been fun to see a lot of my friends who come from out of state. When they come to their first game, they're just blown away by how much energy and pride there is in the stands. Um, what's so cool is with our stadium being like built in between a mountain, the, st the fireworks going off every time there's a touchdown, everyone wearing gold, and uh, just everyone shouting go devils is just such an, an energetic thing where I don't think a lot of people see uh, from the outside until they actually get here to watch an ASU game. This is all about pride, right? Oh, son of a pride all the way. <laughs> I hear Keith might be looking for some uh, opportunities with the drum. Yeah, I'm not afraid to, to give it a go and give it a try. Uh, you know, I know the, uh, the band uh, sets the stage and the atmosphere in the stadium every, every season. So it's exciting to get an opportunity to kind of hear uh, what's coming up this year and just checking to see, you know, if you guys have anything special you're doing this season in reference to the marching band. Yeah, we, we have a lot. Of, we do a different show almost every week. Uh, our first show coming up uh, for this Thursday game, we're doing uh, music of Elton John. We're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Goodbye Old Brick Road album. So we have like Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting, Goodbye Old Brick Road, obviously, uh, and then some more charts we'll be adding on throughout the rest of the season. Oh, that's super cool. What do you think about playing a little bit for us and having Keith maybe help out a little? I'll, I'll try my best. I mean, it, you know, great football programs have great great bands and you know we have one of the best in the nation in a marching band and in our program so it's exciting to see and, and I'll give it a go. All right. All right let's do it. Woo. This is Tim Healy, the voice of the Sun Devils, and you're listening to Tempe This Week. 
Tim, you've been the voice of Sun Devil Athletics for 26 years now. Being a commentator is not as easy as it might sound. Not only do you have to know the players on the team, but you have to know the players on every other team. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's good at what, you know, what you're going to expect. How do you prepare for a game? How do you prepare for a whole season, for that matter? Wow, that's a good question. Uh, I'm, I'm Catholic, and uh, I, used to, I used to go to a parish in Mesa where the priest always said, the Mass never ends, it must be lived. And I kind of feel the same way about uh, preparation for game broadcasts. It never ends, it must be lived, because it, it happens pretty much year-round. To be honest with you, I start um, my yearly cycle, if you will, uh, preparing in July. Now, I'm the voice of ASU football, men's basketball, and baseball. So the school year is like a, a compared to a marathon or a sprint. Once we start competing in late August, early September, uh, we have teams competing in the three sports I broadcast up until hopefully late June, but usually late May or early June. And when it ends, it ends with a thud. It's over. <laughs> and then I have a couple of months off in June and July. But um, I kind of decompress in June and relax. And this year we took a family uh, trip back east for uh, my nephew's wedding in Philadelphia. And then in July, I start to uh, ratchet up my preparation for the coming season. Um, I'm pretty familiar with ASU's team, but uh, for those fans who follow Arizona State football, they know that this year, with our first-year head coach, Kenny Dillingham, we have a whole bunch of new players. I think they brought in something like 43 players out of the transfer portal, which tied with Colorado for the most of any uh, Division I uh, or Power Five program in the country. And so the moral of the story is a lot of new guys to get familiar with, a lot of new names and numbers and so forth. But uh, a football play-by-play broadcaster uses a thing called a spotting board to uh, help call the game, and it's a board that each announcer prepares for himself. And it's basically, I call it like a football broadcast cheat sheet. It's a a board that has uh, the uniform number, name, height, weight, class, hometown of every player, and then maybe one or two what I call hero notes, you know, uh, pertinent notes about that player. And uh, I... (laughs) I actually, for like the first 10 years I was doing the radio at ASU, I actually hand-wrote those boards every week on uh, 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 poster poster boards with Sharpie markers <laughs> and consequently got carpal tunnel syndrome at the end of every school year because uh, that's a lot of uh, handwriting. And finally, in the late, like around 2008 or nine. My wife helped get me into the computer age, and now I go on Microsoft Excel and have a little template that I've devised, and uh, it, life is so much easier <laughs> that way. But um, I start, uh, I, I, I keep my Arizona State board in the computer, and so in July I went into the board and I just basically started updating it with all the new names and tried to get some semblance of who's first string, who might be second string, and so forth. And then... Uh, the last couple of years, I have taken it upon myself as a summer project to try as best I can once my ASU board is done, and I got it done in a couple of days in early July, uh, to uh, begin the process of preparing a preliminary spotting board for each of our opponents. 
over the course of the season. And one of the preseason uh, college football magazines that you find on the newsstands, and they usually hit in late June or early July, and this one is Athlon, they have a two-deep, and this has been a godsend for me, but they have a prelim- like a post-spring or pre-fall two-deep for every Power 5 program in the football championship subdivision like Arizona State. Or excuse me, the football bowl subdivision. I get those things mixed up all the time. Um, but they have uh, a two deep for every FBS team, and I use that as the basis to begin, you know, putting together my board for uh, each opponent. And I'm happy to say that uh, I've, I've got one now in the files in the in the computer for every one of our 12 opponents uh, this season. Now our first opponent, Southern Utah. Uh, they are an FCS team, football championship subdivision, and uh, the intel has not been as easy to obtain from them so far uh, this fall. But I've been able to uh, talk to a few of their people there, and I've got something to begin with there. But in any event, that's kind of uh, how I you know, prep uh, at the beginning of the season. And then each week, game by game, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, just, you know, updating your information, your notes, your statistics. I try as best I can to uh, uh, tape uh, just about every college football game on television now somewhere on some network. And I try as best I can to tape our upcoming opponent at least a week prior. And as an announcer, it just really helps me to actually watch them. It, rather than see numbers on a board, to actually see a game and start to – the whole thing with me is I try to see a, na- a number and have a name pop into my head. And uh, so that, that helps a lot in the preparation too. And, and you know, you, you, you scan the Internet, see what uh, stories might be uh, taking place with your upcoming opponents, some – injuries or some controversy or some such issue and uh, that's one of the benefits of conference play is that you know this ironically and sadly I would say being the final year of ASU in the Pac-12 conference we've played Pac-12 teams over the years I have all my Pac-12 opponents boards in the computer so that task I do in July and August for those teams is just a matter of going up and just copy and paste and change the names and all that but uh, um, now uh, <laughs> next summer there's going to be a lot of work involved because we're starting on a whole new conference and a whole new set of opponents and uh, that uh, may take away some of my free time in the summer but it's it's uh, it, it, you know I, I've always felt preparation is the key for any announcer you know you just don't show, some fans may think you, these guys just show up in the booth on Saturday night or Sunday if it's a pro football game and wing it and it's anything but it's very much I have found it to be very much like um, coaches and players you know in football you know players practice all week coaches especially coaches you know they they look at film and they devise game plans and they're trying to find intel like any players on the opposing team that might be hurt or out the lineup or lineup changes or anything like that but they're they spend the whole week preparing, and then uh, the players spend the whole week practicing, and then on Saturday night it's showtime, and you get out there and uh, and and play your buns off and hope you can get a win. And with me as an announcer, it's kind of the same way. You prepare all week, and then come Saturday, or in this case next week, Thursday night, it's showtime. 
what do you love about announcing games? I mean, you've been doing it for 26 years, so you must enjoy it, right? Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, I was a television sports anchor at, uh, for 26 years, including lengthy stints at uh, Channel 10 and Channel 3 here in Phoenix. But uh, with all due respect to the fine people in television news, I like what I do now so much more. To be honest, I, I've been out of TV. My last day at Channel 3 was uh, the Friday before Father's Day in 1999, and then I came over here full-time. And I have not missed television news one day of the 20, however many years it's been since I've been out. And it's no disrespect to them. It's mainly because I like what I do now more. And if I had to answer your question as to what it is I like, I think I would cite <clears throat> a pretty good example um, our longtime, uh, now retired, uh, terrific uh, sports information director at Arizona State, Mark Brand, and I became friends um, years ago with a blind gentleman uh, who lived in East Mesa. Gary Jerstadt was his name. He's from Iowa, blind since birth, and just became out here to live. And, and his, his, like Twitter, or not Twitter, but I think his email thing was Piano Man. He played the piano. He was a brilliant pianist, even without sight. And uh, sadly, Gary passed away, uh, I think it was in September of 2018. Um, but when he was alive, he once told me that I was his eyes and ears for Sun Devil Athletics. And I don't think in the 50 years that I've been in broadcasting that I've gotten a, a compliment that meant more to me because that's kind of what you're doing when you're broadcasting on the radio. You're trying to become the eyes and ears of your listeners. You're trying to paint for them a picture that they can conceptualize in their own minds because theoretically they're not watching the game. Now, granted, a lot of people, you know, thankfully it's a compliment to us, but a lot of fans bring their radios to the game and will listen while they're in the stands. A lot of fans, like for TV games, will turn down the TV audio and crank up the radio because uh, the television network games are uh, broadcast by announcers, you know, and they're talented broadcasters, but they do, you know, different games each week. They don't have as much, you know, time or emotion invested in your team as your radio announcers do. And the other factor is that radio, because of the nature of it, we're broadcasting for people who theoretically can't see the game. We have to be more descriptive, use more words. And uh, that and the emotional investment that the announcers have uh, adds to, I think, more excitement. You know, if there is a big play for the Sun Devils, like, uh, you know, the, one of the most memorable moments in my career was last February when in basketball, Desmond Cambridge, Arizona State's uh, leading scorer in basketball this past year, hit a three-quarter court shot at the buzzer to beat the U of A in Tucson in an absolute – it was an absolutely fantastic basketball game, win or lose. You know, uh, if, if that shot had not fallen, it was still a f terrific game. Uh, the two teams just battled tooth and nail right to the end. Uh, but, you know, I think our call of it, you know, we got a lot of compliments on it, and I feel like it was probably one of the best calls of my career. But um, – you know, it, it's that it's that emotion that the the hometown announcers bring that you may not get as much with the TV announcers because those guys are and they're supposed to be you know neutral. They they don't have a dog in the hunt. They don't care which team wins the game. So uh, it, it's I so I think it's being the the eyes and ears of a Sun Devil fan and maybe kind of almost feeling their emotions as well 
that I enjoy. It, it, you know, when your team is having a tough season like football did last year or uh, you're going through a tough loss or a tough weekend in baseball or whatever it is, uh, you know, it, it can get you down a little bit. But then the uh, exhilaration of a great win like that basketball victory in Tucson is off the charts. So I think, I think that those are some of the factors that just make me really, really enjoy the job. It's the, uh, um, but it, it's, it's almost, uh, it's almost, uh, public trust in a way, you know, when you're trying to describe as best you can, as accurately as you can, but as entertainingly as you can, the games of, uh, our Sun Devils for our Sun Devil fans. That's so great. Yeah, and Tim, you know the, the fans love hearing your voice. The players love hearing your voice when they see the playbacks, and you know after the game or film. Uh, what are you most excited about this season in reference to Coach Dill and what he's done so far? Well, I think the chance to see him. You just said it, Keith. I think it's Coach Dillingham. Is, it, it, he's just brought a whole level of energy to the program. He has just energized uh, this program and uh, ASU fans not only throughout the valley, but I think you know around the country. It's just it's a hire that on so many levels makes so much sense, you know, because uh, he, he is an alum. I think Arizona State, uh, Kenny is one of eight Sun Devil ASU graduates now serving as a head coach at one of the sports here uh, of their alma mater. And I think that's tied with BYU for the second most in the country. I guess it's, it's just the excitement brought on by the start of a new era of fo- uh, Sun Devil football that has me most excited right now. That's well, great. Thank, thank you, you so much. Hang out with us for a little while. We're going to start talking with uh, Graham Rossini. You're the Senior Associate Athletic Director, and you, from what I understand, you know everything there is to know about our stadium, and we have a new name. We have a lot of excitement. Yes, we'll celebrate the opening of Mountain America Stadium, home of the ASU Sun Devils, next Thursday when we welcome Southern Utah, and it's a, it's a day to be celebrated, that's for sure. What are some of the benefits of this, this new name? I think most importantly, it validates that people really care about Sun Devil football and what's happening here at Arizona State University. You've got a, a company like Mountain America Credit Union who is entering the marketplace. They're, they're Utah-based, but they've got big sites on expansion in Arizona, and they feel like an association with ASU and what's what's happening on this campus is valuable for them to, to fly their brand flag in the marketplace. And so we're tremendously thankful for their confidence in ASU and Sun Devil Athletics. And as we talk a lot about activating the Valley, that happens in so many different ways. It happens with our ticket holders. It happens with our alumni. It happens with what's going on in, in name, image, and likeness in this new era of college sports. But it also happens with corporate partners. And you have companies that step up to invest in the work that we're doing here. We've got 300 people in our athletic department, coaches, administrators, support staff that are hyper-focused on the student-athlete experience every single day. That comes at a cost. That comes at a hefty cost in these days where travel, nutrition, mental health, sports performance are all components of what we do in academic coaching. Uh, The list goes on and on. And and again, that comes at a cost. And so when you have partners and fans and supporters who believe in the mission and want to invest Mm -hmm. their money into our platform, to me, it's a great testament that we're doing some good work here. I understand, though, that they're doing some pretty cool things like with field goals and giving money to our you know, women's and men's programs. Can you tell me a little bit about that? 
Yeah, I think when we look for corporate partners, we call them partners for a reason. It's not a sponsorship. It's not a transaction. We're trying to find you know duality and purpose. We're trying to find alignment with the brands. And, and Mountain America is very much focused on community give back and a social responsibility the same way that we are. And so as, as we talked about the partnership and what could make sense here, they said, hey, we do want to, we obviously want to present Mountain America to the fan base. We want to make sure that fe- people in Phoenix know who we are, but we also want to use the platform to give back. And so having, you know, field goals go back into donations that benefit student athletes or have our student athletes perform community service in the marketplace that benefits the less fortunate. Uh, they're looking at this as a great tool to help our student athletes grow through this experience. And the beauty of college sports, we've all been around the sports landscape in Phoenix. We're lucky that we've got everything in this marketplace, anything you can imagine from NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, world-class golf tournaments, NASCAR, you name it, uh, but also Power Five college sports as well. Um, It's just great that they see the value in what we're doing and and again, making that investment in young people. And our platform is to develop the next business leaders and the next educators and the next uh, leaders of government in, in the community spaces. And so, when a company wants to see that interest through their investment in association with ASU, it's just a wonderful outcome. Anything uh, to share about the fan experience this year that you know fans can uh, look forward to? Yeah, we're always we're always tweaking the fan experience. That's certainly the most important part that we do, aside from trying to win games and develop young people, is is give our fans a great show. And we're lucky in Sunday Athletics, we've got over a million fans who enter our buildings throughout the year. Yeah, you know, we start in August with soccer and volleyball, then we've got football starting next week, and we'll play through the spring with softball, baseball, track and field, and, and everything in between. So we're hyper-focused on that fan experience. That's, that's really at the core of what we do. And again, people that are choosing to spend their time and their money uh, supporting these young people, we want to make sure that we're giving them a good show. And so we work hard every year to make sure that it's a frictionless fan experience, that it's exciting, that the in-game show is entertaining and dynamic. And then food and beverage is obviously a big part of it. I, I'm a big believer that food and beverage is part of the experience anchor. And we want to make sure that we've got yeah, affordability, you know, so we've spent a lot of time cutting prices on some core items like bottled water, soda, hot dogs, popcorn, et cetera, to make sure that a family coming into a son of a football game can afford it. But we're also having some fun with some of these wild and out there food items. We've got a two and a half pound pretzel that will be debuting <laughs> this year. Um, if, if you can stomach that, that'll be that'll be a tasty, uh, tasty addition to the Mountain America Stadium concessions. Uh, we've got 505 Southwestern Salsa debuting a nacho cart that'll be on the concourse. We're bringing back Philly cheesesteaks, which were a big fan favorite a couple years ago, and, and those went away, so we're bringing those back in. We've got barbecue, we've got craft beer, we've got uh, snow cones, we've got ice cream. And so again, focusing on food and beverage and adding points of sale, you know, it's, it's one thing to have these great offerings. It's another thing to make sure that it's easy for fans to participate and you know, not miss a lot of the game action waiting in lines at the concession stand. And so we're working hard on bringing those moments to the fan base and, and giving them a good time when they're cheering on the Sun Devils. You talk about food and beverage and, and concessions, and one of the things that you guys have done in the past, and it's been a staple in the stadium here, is nonprofit organizations get a chance to work the concession stands and earn money for their organizations. Is that something that you guys are still doing? Absolutely. It takes a village to put on a show like Sun Devil Football. You know, we've got a 55,000-seat stadium, a very complicated operational setting when you're in a, an urban campus like ASU. We've got great density around us. Uh, but getting in and out of the stadium, requiring on parking and, and police support to kind of move fans around, uh, ushers and ticket takers and people that can welcome fans in. And then, again, the food the food experience where we've got, you know, four levels of the stadium. We've got points of sale everywhere. You need people to staff those concession stands and to be an extension of our fan experience. And so we're lucky that we've got relationships with a lot of civic partners and community organizations where we can provide them vocational training, we can provide them with resources, we can provide them with a moment to get in front of the public and 
build a skill set, earn some resources that they can reinvest back into their nonprofits or give these people a chance to kind of build, uh, build some support back up in their day-to-day lives. Thinking about the non-football uses of Sun Devil Stadium, you offer free yoga for people. There are a lot of things that this stadium does. What are some of those things and why do you do them? Yeah, we're lucky, you know, Dr. Crow and, and Ray Anderson are very adamant that Mountain America Stadium is a university asset. It's a community beacon. It's not just for Sun Devil football. It's not just for athletic competition. And so we've got an organization on campus, ASU 365 Community Union, uh, that is effectively our booking agent for anything that's non-football. And so, you know, we want the stadium to be open 365 days a year. That's obviously a part of the name. And so we want people on campus to come in and walk the concourse and get exercise. We do yoga on the field. We have movie nights for students. We bring in a lot of high school athletic action. I think the, the football stadium lends itself very well to hosting high school championships and, and graduations and things of that nature. So we are consciously looking at how do we program this stadium on a year-round basis. And we've got some eyes on live entertainment and bringing in some community events that are really kind of galvanize that. But again, the purpose is making sure that Mountain America Stadium is a community asset and something that we can utilize all year long. Tim had mentioned that about a million people come to Sun Devil Athletics. That has to have an economic, an economic impact for our community. There's no doubt. And, and I think you look at college sports, it is big business. And, and again, we can't lose sight of the outcome that we're trying to develop young people through this setting. But, but we also recognize that it's a tremendous platform for us to grow economic benefit for the university, take advantage of the platform and, and the, the awareness that we can use, athletics to introduce somebody that's, that's focused on um, education, wants to know more about ASU. I, I like to use my own example. I grew up in Mobile, Alabama, as far away from Tempe, Arizona as you can imagine, but I came to know ASU through Sun Devil Baseball and watching them play in the College World Series and then was blessed to be a part of our program uh, when I got here to campus. So that's example, if we can use Sun Devil Athletics and football or beach volleyball or ice hockey or whatever we're doing to get people aware of there's great things happening in this university. We talk a lot of times about ASU being one university in many places, having a presence throughout the state, now in Los Angeles, in Bermuda, uh, in various parts of the world. If athletics is a gateway to get people aware of the, the amazing research, the amazing education, the amazing teaching that's happening at this university, uh, that's a wonderful outcome. And, and again, the million fans supporting Sundial Athletics throughout all of our venues is significant. We like to say, We've got another million that are watching or listening to what we do. They're listening to heels on the radio. They're watching us on television or, or streaming platforms. And so we've got a tremendous following. I think that's the beauty of people care about ASU, tremendous alumni base, tremendous fan following, and we can utilize that platform to just showcase the great work of the university. Not sure if it's uh, one of your responsibilities in reference to the stadium, but I'm not sure if you're in charge of this, the fireworks. Is that something that you're in charge of? Do we have enough fireworks this year in reference to <laughs> making sure we're, we're stocked on hand as we, we put do. up 50 yeah. or 60 Can't, points a game? Know, and Coach, Coach Dillingham's <laughs> got an offensive frame of mind with how he's running the program, so we're well stocked up on fireworks. We've got a couple other tricks up our sleeve that we're not ready to share, but in a couple of weeks that we'll have a, a couple of exciting announcements for the USC game where we've got some post-game entertainment that'll hopefully be in line with the innovative thinking of ASU. And so I'll, I'll tease it a little bit here. Our fans will be very aware of, of what I'm talking about here in a couple of weeks, but fireworks and more on the All way right. this Sounds season. like a good slogan, marketing, come to the fireworks show at, you know, at the new Mountain America Stadium. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for everything. One last question. How many seats are in the stadium? And how many do you want to see filled for every home game? We want to see them all filled. And we, we, we want to support these young people playing Sun Devil football, competing on behalf. We've got about 55,000 seats in the stadium. We're selling really well for Southern Utah Thursday night as we kick off. We think we'll be around 50,000 fans for game one. It's hot. It's a Thursday night. School's underway. Work's underway. But 
people are so fired up to come support the Sun Devils. And so we're selling great tickets. We want to encourage everybody to come out. And actually, Coach Dillingham took it upon himself to make sure that everybody who has tickets to the Southern Utah game gets two additional to bring some fans out and introduce new people to Sun Devil football and cheer on these young men. Amazing. Well, City of Tempe football night is September 16th. So we're going Absolutely. to, we have two free tickets that we're going to be giving away at the end of this podcast. So we're excited about that. We too. say if, if you have a ticket, use it. And if you don't have a ticket, bring a friend and come join us. There's a lot of exciting things happening here. Fantastic. Thank you so much. You bet. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. So we're sitting here with uh, Mike Matus, uh, Sun Devil football player. And Mike, I uh, just want to let you give a little opportunity to introduce yourself and tell everybody about your career here and, and what, what position you play. Yeah, uh, I'm Michael Matus. I was recruited here back in 2018. Before that, it was the Todd Graham era. Um, then Herm came in. Um, and I've been with Herm ever since he's been here and now with uh, Dillingham. So I'm going on my sixth year. Tore my ACL first week of fall camp uh, last year. and. Couldn't be happier that I'm still here and get a chance to play again. Sounds great. And is this your final year? Is this it? Yeah, yeah. All this right. is this so, is the final year. Technically, I got a COVID year, which is crazy. Yeah. Which I saw somebody at Oregon has like nine years. Yeah. Um, we won't be here that yeah. long. Well, we're, we're <laughs> excited to see you, you know, here today and and healthy and ready to get back out there on the field. What are you looking forward to most about this season? Honestly, I think there's a new energy in the valley. Um, I'm really happy with what Coach Dillingham's done. I think people are more excited than ever um, just to see us play and um, we're just hoping we can uh, come out on day one and show everybody uh, a good reason to stay. Oh that's great that's great and and we talked a little bit you know for the non-football fans in reference to how hot it is down there on the, yeah. on the field on <laughs> you know especially right now during August as you guys kick off the season. Um, how do you stay hydrated? How do you stay healthy in, in reference to making sure you're mentally and physically prepared for, for game day? Yeah, a lot of water. Um, you know, Coach Joe does a good job with having a intro meeting with everybody about hydration. Um, essentially, you need to drink your body weight in water every day. Um, I try to do at least 32 ounces of water. I got, a, I got a big jug that I carry around. I try to drink four of them a day. I know that's a gallon. Um, if I can't drink that, then I know I'm not good at, like, I'm not hydrated yeah. enough. So. Don't want to cramp up down yeah, there, right? No, yeah, that's not, not at That's all. never fun. So. It is not fun. You know, in reference to information that we heard, we got like 40 to 50 new players, you know, yeah. on the roster this year. And um, how's that been uh, bringing in new guys and, and gelling as a, as a core team? Yeah, I think it's really good because I think a lot of those guys came early in the year um, with the exception of the new freshmen. Um, a lot of those guys were here early, a lot of transfer guys. And so you kind of go through the offseason suck together and you start to build a camaraderie and a team chemistry together. And um, I think Coach Joe did a really good job of doing lifts this year where it was front seven. So all the big guys were in lifting, whether it was offense and defense, and then all the skill guys were lifting together. So it's not just like a offense versus defense all the time, right? You get to mesh with everybody who's new, um, get to hang out with kids that you normally wouldn't hang out with because everybody thinks it's got to be offense, defense, and we don't like those guys. Um, so I think it was really good this year. That's great. And, and you know, Sun Devil football has always been a brotherhood in mm -hmm. reference to that. Me and you played in the golf tournament, we did. you know, a couple last year, right? Yep. In reference to that. And uh, we, we didn't win, but no. we, we had a good time, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, we did. To being out there swinging the sticks. Um, I guess the question I have now is just in reference to moving forward, you know, how do you con continue on that, that bond and, and that brotherhood with the, you know, for, the, for this season? Yeah, um, I think it's going to come down to 
Right, you have your practices. It's what you do outside of football. I think it's who you hang out with outside of football, if the guys are hanging out together. Um, because when you come in here, everybody's working, right? And everybody's kind of doing the same thing, and it kind of sucks, and you're all going through it together. But I think it really shows a lot about a team when you do when you take that same chemistry and transition it outside the facility. And I think that's definitely something that has stepped up. Um, so I think that just shows a closer bond. I think it shows guys who want to not only – hang out with each other but achieve the same goal well that's great and then just as a you know student athlete connection here in reference to the academic side is a scholar ball, scholar baller program still in existence yeah, in reference it is. to what, what goes on here at asu it is and i think i think they've had more scholar ballers i don't even think they can give us enough equipment anymore because now everybody's getting to it okay that's great and you know to <laughs> to see how important it is to compete you know, in the classroom as much as you compete on the field. Yeah. Can you speak a little bit about the academic side of the support you get here at ASU? Yeah, um, I would say it's top notch. Um, I would say I'm, not to boost my own ego, but I would say I'm a little bit of a rare occasion. I actually just finished my MBA this past May. Well, congratulations. Wow. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, they, they allowed me the opportunity and obviously WP Carey is probably one of the top business schools in the country. Um, and I think they did a really good job of funneling me in and and helping me learn as much as I can. And I think that that carries on to not just me, but all the students here, student athletes as well. Okay. And then, you know, as far as the future of the program and the success as you, as you make your way out of your last year mm -hmm. and you, you know, bring in new recruits, what do you tell them about wanting to come here and wanting to be here? How do you sell it? Yeah. Um, really, I think it's about buying in. I think as young guys starting to learn, right, with this whole new NIL landscape, it's very hard to drown. Like, you get drowned out by the – culture of the actual program because people start thinking about dollars and cents right and i think if you are a young kid coming in don't focus on the money you're getting right uh, don't give up or don't take pennies and give up millions later right i think you can go you can go achieve your dreams and get all the money you want in the nfl but if you want to come to a place that has a culture that's getting rebuilt and uh a like a sleeping giant that's about to be awakened this is a place to come and i think if you're worried about nil you're looking at the wrong place Okay, that's, that's great to hear and understand, so I appreciate you sharing that. Um, next Thursday, first game, uh, you're sitting in the locker room. You know, you got your, I say headphones, but I'm going to go ahead and say <laughs> earpods in reference to today's world. Uh, what are you listening to to get ready for, for the game? There's a mix, right? I think it's, it depends on the, mo the mood I'm in. Um, I'll listen to everything from any kind of rap to some heavy metal stuff. If I got to get juiced up, you know, I think it's a mix. It's whatever I'm feeling that day, but most of the time it's rap and metal. All right, all right, whatever works, right? Yeah, whatever yeah. works. Right. Everybody's got their own thing. There you go, Chris, you got a question? So so you met Keith at the golf tournament. I did, yes. What's it like to hang out with somebody who has already been a Sun Devil, who's experienced a little bit of what you've, you've experienced? Yeah, it's interesting, right? I think um, you can kind of see the difference in the generations, but also there's a lot of similarities as well, right? Because we just went through Camp T, and I'm sure you can remember when you went Absolutely. back there. Absolutely. <laughs> Those bunks are probably the same bunks that you slept <laughs> <Probably> in. So. <laughs> um, so it's nice to see that over the generations, their culture that they built is still being upheld to this day. And hopefully it's refreshing for them to see it as well. Sweet. And one other last, last question. How much does it help to have fans in the stands? It, it helps a lot. Um, I think you start to realize it when you get into, let me just give you a scenario, right? It's fourth quarter, three minutes left, and it's a third and ten. You have some, if, you have, if you have fans in the stands, like you feel it, right? If, it feels like an earthquake, right? And wow. you're sitting down there, and 
I would say uh, from a player's perspective, eventually, sometimes the noise, you kind of get numb to it. Uh, but then there's moments in the game where you realize, man, it's really nice to have just screaming people, right? And when your offense is on the field, um, it's a third and 10 for them. And the stadium is completely silent, right? It's just, it's nice to see that it's, it, it's contagious, right? And, and on the other aspect of it as well, right? You, you, let's say you're down by 14 and you see some people walking out of their seats. You know, it's, I would say it's disheartening, right? You never want to see anybody kind of give up on you. And it's completely understandable. It is what it is, but um, it's infectious, right? The energy is infectious. And um, I, lo I love to hear the crowd roar, especially when the fireworks go off and you run out of the tunnel for the first time. Gets the juices flowing, oh, right? Oh, for and sure. To get it going. Oh yeah, you see the you see the the bus get stomped, and you know it's go time. Let Sparky lead you guys out, <laughs> yeah. and, and get after it, right? Yes. Well, we are so excited about the game, and we wish you all the best. Thank you uh, so much. Get out there, get it done. Yeah. yeah. Good, good luck this season. <laughs> Stay healthy and get after it. I will. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank yep. you. Thank you. All right, I'd like to welcome a special guest today, uh, Sun Devil football coach, Kenny Dillingham and Coach Dill. Uh, excited to have you here, looking forward to this season. Um, obviously, welcome back to ASU in reference to being back in the Valley and, and being here where you grew up and, and have some roots laid down here in, where, in reference to yourself and your wife being Sun Devils for life. And just talk a little bit about that experience coming back to Tempe and being here an opportunity to, to lead the Sun Devils. Yeah, it's an unbelievable opportunity. I mean, we, when my wife and I moved back here, we had a nine month year old so you know just bring being able to bring the family back around the family all my family lives here from a personal standpoint is unique and special in this profession to get to live where you want to live and then on top of that to get to coach where you want to coach and to coach where yourself and your wife both went to school that's just special and it's really hard to put in words other than just that it's a special scenario that doesn't usually happen Oh, that's great. And just talking about you being at Chaparral High School and, you know, I know you've been on the sidelines, probably coming through the tunnel as a, a high school coach or even just as a fan you know, during your days here coaching high school. But tell us what it's going to feel like coming out of that tunnel for your first game as a head coach of Sun Devils. Yeah, I mean, I probably won't know how it feels till I do it, but I think it's going to feel pretty cool. I mean, I think it's going to be a, a really surreal moment right that i gotta flush really quickly and go get to work all right sounds good sounds good and one of the exciting things i think we saw this year in reference to eight home games on the schedule um you know for basically uh the season um which is which is great and four of them the first four out of the gate you know can you tell us a little bit about that being at home and being able to play here you know to kick off the season yeah i mean when when this when this stadium is rocking it is unbelievable so to be able to have eight games here is a competitive advantage. And we've got to be able to tap into the Valley, tap into the city, tap into everybody who loves ASU football, who loves ASU athletics, who loves ASU in general, who loves the Phoenix metropolitan area, and get them out to games so we can use these home games as an advantage, right, to support the student athletes and the football players who work so hard throughout the year, as you know, to run out of the tunnel and to see a full stadium is powerful. It's a powerful emotion that makes those guys even play that much harder. So you guys, the, the fans understand the power they have in college athletics, and to be able to do that eight times is pretty special. 
That, that's great. And just talking football, I know there's been a lot of talk about the Big 12 in the future, but we're not going to focus on that. We're going to focus on this year in reference to, you know, what some of the fans will see on the field. And I think you can share, you know, basically talking about offense, defense, special teams that you just want to highlight. Yeah, we'll be aggressive. I mean, if there's one thing that I believe in is, is explosive plays win. And that's explosive plays on offense, explosive plays on defense, explosive plays on special teams. So we're going to be very aggressive. Uh, we're going to be aggressive going for fourth downs. We're going to be aggressive in our punt block game. We're going to be aggressive in our return game. We're going to be aggressive on defense, trying to create takeaways. Like, we're not, regardless of the opponent we face, we're going to be the aggressor or try to be the aggressor in the football game. And that may not always work, but we're always going to swing first and we're going to try to swing last. That's great. We're looking forward to you bringing back that, you know, back 12 title here to ASU. And, you know, for the city of Tempe, it's exciting to have ASU football season, you know, in our community. Um, one of our council members is a, a huge fan and she bleeds uh, maroon and gold. And she asked, do you have any game day rituals that you go through in reference to getting prepared? I do not. I mean, the only thing that I've done in the past is I watch a game and call the game. So I just turn on a game who, uh, an opponent who had a similar formations that I would run in the game plan and I'd call the game plan and oh it's second down I think he's going to bring this pressure so I'm calling this so I try to play the game before the game but other than that there's really nothing nothing unique <laughs> sounds good hey we got a chance to speak to Tim Healy earlier and talked a little bit about your your, your roster and you know, a lot of new players and, and you just tell us how they're gelling with uh, the veteran players and and what we have to look forward to that that new, new brotherhood yeah I think our team is just coming together and I think that's what it is it's not a not a old guys, new guys, transfers versus freshmen versus guys that were here. It's just one team. And I think that's been the vision that I've tried to, you know, put out there since the day I got here was this is one team. This is a Sun Devil family, a Sun Devil brotherhood. And uh, everybody on our team right now knows the football fight song. And that's something that most places can't say. But to me, that's what college athletics is still a big piece of it is still that. It's the tradition, it's the brotherhood, it's the family, it's the community. Uh, and that's why that was important for me to have all those guys learn it and recite it up at Camp T or before Camp T was, you know, it's different when you're doing it for somebody else, not just yourself. And we're trying to create that culture here. That's great. And I know in reference to the local ties too, be yourself being local and some of your coaches being local and, and great high school coaches and that helps with recruiting and, you know, and being here. Um, do you speak a little bit about reference to your coaching staff and what you um, brought in this year? Yeah, I think we've got an incredible coaching staff. I think we got a great mix of veterans with young guys, which is always the challenge. You want your staff to be the most diverse staff in the country. We have guys that have coached for 30 years, whether it's Power 5 football, D1 AA football, D2 football. We have guys who this is their first time being a full-time position coach, but I just can you can just see when somebody's going to be successful and you can, you know, ever since hiring them, I understand, you know, Coach Carrington is a superstar in this profession, right? You have guys like Coach Samples who are the youngest head, youngest coach in the NFL last year. I mean, so you have, you have head coaches from, you know, 15 state championships roughly from this state on our staff. You have guys who are the alumni here. You have guys who grew up here and Coach Ward and Coach Cooper. So we tried to create a group of people who wanted to be here who take pride in ASU football, not just a job, and combine that with people and that come from a little bit different cities and places in recruiting, but have the same vision, which is bringing Arizona State to a place that you know we believe we can bring it to. That's great. That's great. And I know you've 
been busy, right? Come here and get, get settled in, recruiting, spring game, Camp T, and the season's finally here, right? Next week and, you know, kicking it off. And uh, anything you want to tell the fans in, in reference to what you'd ask for them to, to, to bring to Sun Devil Stadium? Just stay the course, be supportive, right? The impact that fans have on college athletics is enormous, uh, not just in the result of the game, but in the result of recruiting. So we can't be a fan base that doesn't like a result and stop showing up, right? We have to be the change. Myself, our staff, our community, our alumni, everybody has to go in this season together that we're going to make a commitment to get ASU football where it needs to go. And it may happen in one year, it may happen in two years, it may happen in three years, but it's going to happen. Uh, I've been a part of, of programs. You look at what Florida State, you know, I was there in the first two years of Florida State. I saw it change. Now everybody's talking about Florida State being a top five team, right? They brought it back. And it takes a commitment from everybody, not just the staff, not just the players, from everybody who bleeds Sun Devil football, from everybody in this valley. So that would be my challenge is stay committed to this process with us and help us grow together. Oh, that's great. I mean, everything that we've seen is all energy, you know, of high flying and something we've heard too, as far as that's one of the things about you and your, your background about bringing it to, to the field. And um, we look forward to this season and wish you the best of luck. And is there anything else you want to share or share or say to the fans or anybody else that's, you know, asking about what's going to happen this year? Show up, be loud, have some fun. Sounds hey, great. that sounds great. Yep. We are so in. Thank you so much for coming today. Yep. You're welcome. Thank you all for having me. Thank you. So, Keith, September 16th is City of Tempe football game night. Um, we do this every year where residents get discounted tickets. It's an amazing time. You can go hang out with your friends and neighbors. So this year, you have the opportunity to go to tempe.gov slash tempe this week, and you can click on the button there and get your discounted tickets um, you can sit in just about any section you want, um, and the prices are super low. Just uh, hit the hit the button, and you're good to go. Fresno State is going to be an exciting game. It's uh, sandwiched right in between USC and uh, Oklahoma State at home. Uh, one of the, the fun things this year is um, ASU has a lot of home games, so it'll be a it'll be a great it'll be a great one. And most of our city council members will be there, so you can hang out with them too. So this season, we're trying something new. If you love ASU and football, our Tempe Public Library has tons more resources for you. We've added a second recording. It's uh, after the podcast. Go to our website, tempe.gov slash tempe this week. Click on the episode and see what's waiting for you. Jessica Jupitus has some great offerings, books, e-magazines, movies, the works. We've also got a prize this week. ASU is giving us some Sun Devil football swag like an actual branded Sun Devil football, and two tickets to the City of Tempe game on September 16th. Go to tempe.gov slash tempe this week, answer the first trivia question correctly, and you could win the ASU swag. And just like last season, the Omni Tempe Hotel at ASU is putting up an overnight stay as a grand prize for us this season. Listen every week and answer all the trivia questions correctly, and you could win. Now that means you have to listen to every episode every week and enter by November 30th because we're going to be announcing our winner before then. It's just in time for that special holiday gift, right? Absolutely. And being in downtown Tempe, on Mill Avenue and University there, um, you know, November and December are very special in reference to the special events and holiday shopping and all the fun with uh, Fantasy of Lights, Boat Parade, you know, and even the, the festivals down there in reference to uh, just celebrating holidays. 
Well, that's our show for this week. Thank you so much for helping and, and being here and being part of the whole episode. Well, thank you for allowing me to participate. I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed myself and uh, look forward to the, the next podcast. That's it. Thanks, everyone. Tempe This Week, the podcast. 